Hi there, and welcome to Proverbs 31 Wannabe, where we discuss biblical womanhood in our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mother of two, I am always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. This year has been a whirlwind, and I cannot believe that it's going to be 2023 in just a few days. The holiday season has gone by in the blink of an eye, and as the year winds down, I want to take the time to reflect on the big things that I have learned this year. So let's dive on in and see what I've learned, how I've changed, and what I want to work on this next year. year has been an exciting and chaotic year for our family. In November of 2021, we went from a family of three to a family of four. Although this was an extremely exciting transition, going from a boy mom to a boy and girl mom, and I was ecstatic to grow in our family, it brought about a realization that my time management skills needed some refinement. I will be the first to admit that I am not the most organized person in the world. I really wish I got that OCD schedule loving and organizing queen status from my mom who thrives with labeled and color-coded bins, but that's just not how I naturally roll. Organizing and time management, they just throw me for a loop and adding a baby to the mix. I gotta say, I've gotten better over the last four years, but it's been an adjustment for sure. The first two months of Colette's life were actually pretty smooth because my husband was able to take Femla leave off and it was such a blessing to have him home for all that time. I had the support and help from my mom as well, which I am eternally grateful for. But once my husband went back to work, reality hit. I thought I was prepared, but it turned out I was not. On top of having a precious newborn, I also had a four-year-old boy who was the Energizer Bunny, as well as three online college classes to balance with due dates, quizzes, and tests. Not to mention the housework, which I don't enjoy doing, and cooking. For the first two weeks of the new normal, with my husband back at work, I floundered because I felt like I had no game plan. I was exhausted. I was a little overwhelmed, and most importantly, I had not turned to God for his guidance. Once I came to the realization that I needed God's help, I prayed. I asked him for help. I prayed that he would show me ways to be better organized and to make this transition in my life one where I don't slip into depression, which has happened in the past. The Lord brought to my mind this scripture that is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, which says, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. After taking a few days to meditate and pray on these verses, I was able to clear my head of the feeling of being overwhelmed 
and I set in a written planner every day a weekly plan that laid out what I needed to accomplish each week. Each week, I wrote out assignments that were due by the end of the week, Colette's feeding and nap schedule, Luke's school times and extracurricular activities, meals and when I want to prep them, and a cleaning schedule. You to the last one. Notice how I said I wrote these things out. I have always been the type of person to write things down. I need to physically check things off on a list or my brain will just not remember to do something. One of the best investments for helping me stay on track is finding a schedule that fits my needs and writing it down in a good planner. I personally love the Christian planner, not sponsored by the way, and through the help of the planner and the way it's organized and written, and through writing down my weekly needs and goals, I was able to find a new groove for my family. Some things took trial and error. For example, my cleaning schedule. I will leave a link in the description if you want to check out the Christian Planner. It is such a great planner. I highly suggest it. I went through a couple of different schedules before finding the one that works best for me. When I go back through my planner, you can see the physical changes that took place in my schedule. And that's really cool to see. I could do a whole podcast about cleaning and my dislike for it, but that's for another time. Because of my growth in time management, and I know that I can still improve on that. I finished two semesters of college this year with great grades. My children are overall happy and healthy. And I was able to learn more about different things, such as new cleaning techniques, finding time for things that I love, such as this podcast and reading, and prioritizing my time with family and talking to God in daily prayer. The beautiful thing about time management is that it is constantly changing and evolving. And just because it's written out doesn't mean it has to be set in stone. I've heard many moms like me say things like, if it's not on the calendar, I'm just not doing it. Or I've heard the complete opposite, where some people say, we just go where the wind takes us. After this year of growth, I have found myself in the middle. I am open to changes in my schedule, but I also need some structure. And what gave me the ultimate peace is when I offered up my time to the Lord so that my time is spent doing His will. It's so easy to forget that in the busyness of being a mom in a world that doesn't slow down, that our goals should be to fulfill His will for our lives. If one day you don't accomplish your cleaning fully, but you spend time playing with your children and telling them stories, that's okay. Because ultimately we as parents, we as moms, are here to raise up our children to know and love God. That is what I try to keep in mind when making my schedule each week. Yes, I have things to do, but those things aren't as important as teaching my children about Jesus. And that is why I try to keep Jesus at the center of it all. 
blanket item that I grew in and changed some things about during this past year was my prayer life. I don't know about you, but being a mom, I let the excuse of having two small children be a way out of spending time with God in prayer. I would tell myself, oh, I'm just so exhausted because Colette only slept for two hours in between each feedings. And I would also say things like, oh, I just don't have the mental capacity to pray right now because I'm so tired. I know we've all been there as moms. Having a baby is a lot of work and it's tiring. It's exhausting. But that's no excuse for not taking some time to pray. This really hit home to me one Sunday when our youth pastor gave a sermon to the whole church and he talked about prayer and making the time to pray. He really laid it out on my heart during that sermon about how it doesn't take much time to spend with God. We spend so much time doing other things in our lives, whether it's sports or social media or reading a book, or watching TV. Those things take up a lot of time, but prayer? Mm. A lot of the time, we just don't give it a second thought. He talked about how he told the high school students that even if it's just a two-minute check-in with God in the morning, and that's it, that's still a great start to grow in your prayer life. Something is better than nothing. You have to start somewhere. God is just so happy whenever you talk to him. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to come to him and tell him all sorts of things, just like we would text a friend. So after that Sunday, I was really convicted on working of my personal prayer time. One thing that has really helped me on this journey um, is the Bible app. And there is a daily verse of the day and they made it like a Snapchat story or Instagram story where you watch a one to two minute video of someone who gives their personal thoughts on the verse of the day. Then there is a little one to two minute read of a devotion, a little prayer to go with the verse and a verse of the day image to reflect on. I try to make it a habit of starting off my day with this little verse of the day story prayer time. Before I do anything else, before I check Facebook, before I check my emails, before I get up out of bed and start my daily routine, I want to be in the word and have my little moment of prayer with God. When I do this first thing in the morning, my heart is ready and my mind is prepared for the day. It is such a great and easy way to connect with God first thing, and it only takes a couple of minutes. Another tool that I have tried out this past year that I really enjoy is that I made myself a homemade prayer board. Now, I am not a crafty girl. I have never claimed to be one. So mine is not pretty, but it does the job. I literally went to my Dollar General and got a trifold board, like what you use in a school project or presentation. I got some clothes hangers and hot glue them onto the board and I used index cards and a sharpie to write out my prayer intentions and hang them up on the prayer board. I divided the trifold into four sections. The first section I labeled adoration, the second confession, 
the third thanksgiving and the fourth supplication. I have put my prayer board in the kitchen because I am in there a lot. And if anybody comes to me with a prayer request, I immediately write it down on an index card and plop it on my prayer board. Anytime I want to thank God for something, I go and I write it on an index card and I put it on my prayer board. Having this tool, it's visible and it's tangible and a way to thank God, adore God, confess to him when I make a mistake and ask him for supplications. It's just really helped me to be more grateful for the things I have and to check myself to see, am I acting the way Christ would want me to, or am I being selfish? And what's really been fun is that I will exchange the index cards out throughout the year, but I'll keep the old ones. And I'm able to look back throughout the year on the different things that I have prayed about. And it's really fun to see how I've grown in my prayer life throughout the year. The third thing that I have done this past year is making sure to pray with my children consistently each evening before bed. Establishing this routine has been so much fun. I wish I could say that I did this when my son was younger, but it was extremely inconsistent. So what I've done is each evening, I choose a different children's Bible that I have because I've been gifted many different types of children's Bibles. For example, one of my children's Bible is a rhyme Bible. One is more of like a traditional story Bible. And another one that I have is beautifully illustrated with really detailed pictures. We read a Bible story together and then we talk about it and then we pray before bed. It's been such a joy to see how much my son loves the different true stories of the Bible. He asks really interesting questions that I would have never thought about. And it's so much fun to hear what he wants to pray for. I wish I could say again that I did this sooner, but I just didn't. But you know what? This is the joy of walking with the Lord, that you can look back and see how you've changed over time. At first, I would beat myself up for not doing better. But over time, I've realized that my prayer life is a journey. Through verses like Romans eight twenty six through 30, which says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what to say to God, and we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. I can only take comfort in these verses knowing that it's okay to start small and grow over time in my journey of prayer. Social media, a word that makes people cringe and jump in anticipation all at the same time. 
My relationship with social media is one that I am still working on, but I have made progress. I came to realize this past year that social media is filled with so much darkness and negativity. From cancel culture to body shaming to unrealistic expectations of how people live. The social media platforms and the people on them are in need of some hope. Up until this year, I would only occasionally share something that referenced scripture or my faith walk. But this year, God put it on my heart that there are so many lost people online. And what better way to spread the gospel in 2022 than by posting verses and my walk with Christ consistently? In no way do I say that I have all the answers, because I don't. And in no way am I claiming to be a theologian with many, many years of school, because I I'm not. But what I do show and share is my personal walk with God and my prayers. Jesus tells us that we are to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know how I talked earlier about the verse of the day? Well, I saw this as an opportunity. I use those beautiful images and share them on my social media, sometimes with a small prayer, sometimes not. I try to do this every day, although it doesn't always happen. And it's just one small way for me to share the word with others. Another aspect of social media that I have been working on and I struggle with is the scrolling. I did not realize just how much time I was spending on social media, and it was really embarrassing when I looked at my screen time. Thankfully, many smartphones, such as an iPhone, have settings where you can set app limits. I have set limits on my phone as well as downtime, where it locks you out of everything except calls and texts. What a struggle, but what a difference it has made. Instead of focusing on what everyone else in the world has been doing through a filtered lens, I was able to spend more time on the things that are in the here and the now. My family, my children, taking care of my home and being more present. I definitely still struggle with this. And I really struggle with implementing this rule with my children. My son has an iPad and my daughter loves Cocomelon. And I do my best to keep to the rules I have set for myself so that the majority of the day is away from the screens. Now, some days are definitely better than others. But as I pray about it and keep practicing what I preach, it slowly gets easier. Very slowly gets easier. So many Christians that I know say social media is bad and terrible. Sure, there are parts of that it, that definitely are. But if you shift your mindset to social media being a tool to teach others and show others the love of Jesus, we might be able to impact people who have never heard the message of Jesus Christ before. What a joy it would be to one day hear that a post that a Christian made on social media changed the heart of another person towards Christ. That is my prayer for this coming year that we take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. 
I think that's a beautiful goal, to reach those on social media with the gospel of Christ. I will still have my boundaries with social media, time limits and downtime, but I will focus my time that I am on social media to show others the joy of following Christ and how having a personal relationship with him changes absolutely everything. truly been a whirlwind. I am so thankful that I was able to take the time to reflect and realize just how much I've grown this year. I pray that you take the time to do the same. Take a couple of minutes to reflect. What did I learn this year? In what areas did I grow? What are some things I need to work on? Is there something I should change for 2023? What do I need to thank God for from this past year? Dear God, I am so thankful that I have the freedom and ability to worship you. I am grateful to have a family that loves and supports me and that I have the opportunity and responsibility of ministering to my family so that they know you and love you and have a relationship with you. As I have reflected on this past year, Lord, I am amazed in how much a person can grow and change in a year. And I thank you for the growth in my prayer life and my time management and how I approach social media. Lord, I pray for all of those who are listening in, that they are able to reflect on this past year, that they turn to you for guidance, and that 2023 brings them closer to you. I pray for those that do not believe in you, Lord. There are so many lost people in the world today. Lord, let us be an instrument of your peace. Let us be the light in the darkness so that many more people turn away from self-reliance and turn their hearts to you and your mercy and your love. Lord, I pray that this new year of 2023 brings joy, growth, and that more people come to know you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you are currently doing, and all that you will do this next year. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks to listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you've enjoyed the program. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to come back next week as we jump into the new year filled with hope and anticipation for what is to come. Until then, this is Alexis Heeslip, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.